legacy means a lot of things to a lot of people. To some, it's lasting integrity. It's building and maintaining a history of greatness. It's making an impact on people and community. For others, it's dependable security and assurance in an uncertain time. To us, it's all of that and more. It's a mindset of brother and sisterhood of hardworking people dedicated to doing the right thing for you and those you care about. Of growing today for a better tomorrow. That's what legacy means at Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group. What does it mean to you? Let's talk legacy. Hello, everybody. I'm Gary Michaels, one of the founding partners of Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group and the host for Let's Talk Legacy. I am excited today that we're going to be talking with Anthony O'Neill. And Anthony is a number one national best-selling author who's helped over 250,000 people, believe it or not, set out on a path towards a debt-free life with his chart-topping book, Debt-Free Degree. He's reached over 15 million people in 15 different countries through his podcast, The Table, and teaches the principles he's used in his own life to change other people's lives. So welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, man, Gary, thank you so much for having me on, man. Such an honor. I've been looking forward to today's talk. So uh, let's dive in, man. So you were not given an easy start, from what I understand. At at age 19, you, you were homeless, deeply in debt living out of your car and you say that was all due in part to pretending to be someone that you weren't. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit how you ended up in that situation and how you started to pull yourself out? Yeah, man, such a great question. And it's a simple story. You know, I grew up in a very strong Christian faith home, right? I'm blessed to have four parents, you know, four parents. I have two biological parents and then two step parents. And my biological mom and stepdad live in San Diego, California with my siblings. And then my biological dad and stepmom lives in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. And Gary, man, I grew up going to church. So it was go to school, go to church, go to school, go to church, Monday through Monday. It didn't stop. I couldn't go to prom. I couldn't go to dances. I couldn't go to football games. I couldn't go to the mall. Um, my parents did that because they wanted to protect me right from the world. So we only had two important conversations growing up. One was what to do if you get put over by the police. And then two is here's how you get into heaven. The only conversation we had about money was when you get a hundred dollars, give 10 of it to the church and the other $90 don't ask us for money. You go buy your own school supplies. You buy your school shoes. You do what you need to do. But my mom and dad didn't teach me how to build legacy. They didn't teach me how to build wealth. They didn't teach me how to budget my checkbook back in the 90s. You know, they didn't teach me how to really be successful with money. So when I graduated high school and went into the real world, not only was I approached with the beautiful ladies, <laughs> I was also approached with, you know, like, hey, you got to you got to manage your money. So the world told me, get a credit card, get a credit score. The world told me, you know, here's how you be successful with your money. Um, and I followed, I followed what culture taught me. And within a matter of a year, racked up about $35,000 worth of debt, made some horrible decisions in school and unfortunately had to drop out and thought I was going home uh, because I, didn't, I no longer had a job. I was no longer in school, had all this debt. And my mom and dad was like, no, you think you're a grown man, so go live with it. And so at the age of 19, I'm homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. Um, all the friends who I tried to impress and wine and dine when I had, you know, the money and the, the lifestyle. Not one of those individuals offered me a place to come lay my head. So I was homeless and contemplated suicide, questioned my Christianity, faith and walk and was just tired, man. 
And to make a long story short, you know, I, I quickly realized that the caliber of my future is going to be determined by the choices that I made today. And during that season that I learned that I need to make better choices with my money, better choices with my lifestyle, better choices and steward and maximize the single season that I was in. And so I, I said, all right. So I went back home, apologized to my parents, got three jobs, lived with them for six months and just started attacking my debt, started changing the way I thought about money and really started depositing healthier stuff into my mind to shift my mindset. So what happened? So you're homeless in the back of your car. What clicked into your head to say, I've got to do something different? Man, it was a, it was probably like the last night I had just met a young lady at the mall and she invited me over to her house and Gary. During Monday through Friday, I would go into the YMCA, the Boys and Girls Club, and take showers, right? Because I couldn't take showers anywhere else. Well, this was on a Saturday, Sunday, I think, and I couldn't. And so I didn't want to go over her house funky. I didn't want to go with her musty. So I went to the back of my car, and I got the Dawn dish detergent and a bucket and went to the side of Walmart, filled it up. And I got in the backseat of my car and I was literally washing myself with Dawn detergent. Not Dove, Dawn. <laughs> and I see myself in the rear view mirror and I just broke down. And I said, there has to be a different life than this. I was 19 crying. Why am I here? And that was a turning point for me. Well, there's a lot of people that needed to hear that because you're at your lowest low and you were able to say, you know what? It's time to turn it around and I l just love hearing your story. It's given me goosebumps because there's so many people out in our society right now, especially through what we've been through in COVID in the last couple of years that are struggling. And yeah. to hear that there is just stay positive and, and what's the next thing I can do to get better is such a big thing. So how did YouTube enter the picture for you and what made you want to start your, your show? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. You know, so when I was on my journey of trying to figure out how to change my life. I was tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I was tired of driving a nice clean car with 22 inch chrome spinning wheels on it, but I didn't have 10 bucks. Right. And so I, I started doing some research, man, and, and I learned about Dave Ramsey and I started taking his courses and listening to his podcasts. And, and I'll be honest, up front, I didn't really like the guy because he was calling me stupid and calling me dumb. And, and you're just crazy for having a credit card. And I'm like, well, credit cards for emergencies. Um, but as I started listening to him more, man, I, I started rocking with him more. And so I got on the Dave Ramsey budget forum because that's the first budget form my father gave me. Got into ministry, started teaching people, young people at that time, how to avoid the mistakes that I've made. And as I was doing that, Gary, uh, shockingly, Dave and his team heard about what I was doing and they was like, yo, won't you come join us? And it was a complete honor, man. I was a part of his speakers group team for about seven years. I decided to branch out on my own. But during those seven years, I launched my YouTube channel there. And man, since that time to now, it's just been a massive growth. It's just been a massive experience. And what we're noticing, Gary, is that we're noticing that there are a lot of this younger generation. When I say young, I mean 20, 30, 40, maybe young 50. They're really, really passionate about not just their finances, but how do they become a better individual, period. That has nothing to do with finances, because when you really study millionaires, their strength is not just their money. Their strength is their lifestyle. Their strength is their mind. Their strength is them as a whole. And so a lot of young people, especially single people, are coming to me saying, hey, how do I just become a better individual, period? You know, what are the things I need to be doing for myself? 
Right. Well, there's so many people that say that. They, they say, you know, we've been put on this earth to better ourselves so we can help other people be better, right? Yes. And that's why yes. we have this podcast and that's why you have your podcast. We're just trying to pour into other people to make them better. Yes, that's it. But we can't honestly help other people be better unless we're consistently working on ourselves to be better. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And so there's three eyes that I focus on right now. The very first eye is be influential. The second eye is be impactful. And if I if I'm influential and impactful, it will produce income. That's it. That's my motto right now. Influence and impact as many people as I can. And if I do that, it will produce a lot of income. Yeah. Uh, but the old me was, let me just go chase the income and don't worry about serving people. And so that that's just really where I'm at right now, man. You know, the show's about legacy. Let's talk legacy. And all of this about bettering yourself is what I think most people desire in their life is to to live a life that people remember them for that legacy. So you now, correct me if I'm wrong, you have over 333,000 subscribers. Is it more now? So I currently have on YouTube alone about 330,000 subscribers. We've got about 200 and something thousand on uh, Instagram. Um, and then we got another 300, 400,000 on Facebook. So when you really look at my total tribe size, we're, we're, we're knocking on a million. I'm grateful, man. Back in the days, Gary, when we were growing up, our parents would look at us like we're crazy for saying we're YouTubers. And I'm like, no, listen, if you got something to say, if you really want to serve and help people, YouTube is a good route to go. Focus on the audience that you want. Don't focus on the world. You know, focus on the tribe. So for an example, on my YouTube show, the number one person who follows me, Gary, is a 33-year-old minority woman who makes about fifty to $70,000 a year. She's drowning in debt and she wants to maximize her single season. So when you walk into my office upstairs, right in my house, she, I, I, pl I planted a big picture of her. So now 75% of my content, I'm thinking about, okay, will she like what I'm about to say? Will she really enjoy that? And then I also add in other things that, you know, that will fit other people and make it good and I turn them off. But I focus on just my audience. You don't need a huge platform to make a million dollars. You only need 2,000 people to make a million dollars. You only need 2,000 people, 2,000 people who love your message, who will rock with you, who will buy your courses, who will buy your products. You don't need 12, 10, 15 million people to make a million dollars. So he was like, just hone in on your tribe and your tribe will be your number one third party validation. You won't have to pay for advertising dollars. The number way to advertise is word of mouth and word of mouth from the people who love and support you. Man, don't focus on trying to please everybody in the world because not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to accept you for who you are. But man, just focus on if you can get a good thousand, two thousand people who love you, love your message, serve the heck out of them, man, you will impact lives and your tribe will grow past 2,000 because now those 2,000 will introduce you to one. Then those 4,000 will introduce you to one. Then that's 8,000. And it blows my mind that the average person knows at least 200 people through who they know in LinkedIn and Facebook and their friends and their phone book and just the people that they've grown up with. And those people know 200 people. So it blows my mind to see how these numbers work out because that means we're only two degrees away from 40,000 people. Yes. So, so what can we do every day to be better ourselves that people are going to want to talk about us? Absolutely. It's, it's huge. Now, 
You've talked to so many great experts. Who have been a few of your favorite guests over the years? And what are some of the most interesting moments from your show? Man, I would say some of my probably favorite guests on my show would be probably Rachel Cruz. When a lot of racial stuff was going on in the world, man, me and Rachel got on the show and we just really had a heart to heart conversation about, you know, race and culture and how, you know, a black man and a white person, we can still get along. We can still love each other and support each other. And we both have to learn a lot. And then she brought me on her show and we talked about race and stuff like that. So that was another highlight of my show. Then recently, I just had one of my good friends, Terry Egeoma, who made $40 million last year from trading stocks. Now, I'm not huge in the whole trading world, right, Gary? But what I've learned as I am evolving, just because it's not something that I don't do, doesn't mean that it's, it's something that you shouldn't do. And so let me bring someone on who I trust their character and their integrity to come on and talk about something that I'd, I'm not an expert in. And man, she came in, Gary, that show went viral, 300 some thousand views. And, and I said, you know what? I learned a lot. I genuinely learned a lot from her. And I was like, okay, this is not too bad. Still not something that I would want to do with my money. But I've learned, Gary, though, I'm helping people get out of debt and I'm helping them get out of debt so they could do the things that they want to do. I don't want to tell them what to do once they get that financial freedom. Yo, if you want to go to London and live there for 10 years, go. If you want to go to Africa and live in the jungle, go. If you want to trade stocks with your leisure money, do it. What I've learned is to expose people to healthy people who are doing it at least the right way and have some expertise. And that was probably one of my favorite, favorite shows that I've done. And then I have singles matching. Two years ago, I did a singles panel, and that was probably the biggest thing on my YouTube channel um, at the time, right? And so I said, you know, let me do something different. You know, now that I'm out on my own, I actually rented a mansion. It was 15 bedrooms, about 11,000 square feet in Orlando. I said, you know what? Let's shoot it like a reality show. So we flew in eight singles. Uh, we flew in a, a big private chef, and they flew in Friday and flew home Sunday. And they stayed there the whole weekend, didn't know each other. And I just literally, we recorded everything. I mean, <laughs> the pool, the cooking, the arguments. And we did have strategic conversations. Um, but I mean, for an example, uh, you had two of the guys where we were out there shooting pool. There was a huge disagreement on what we should be looking for in our spouses. And those two guys just got into it. And so... It was really good. And then the ladies, oh man, they, they got upset with the guys. Like one of the ladies said she cannot date a man. If I call a man and I say, I want to go to Africa tomorrow. And he says, I can't, I can't date him. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. Broad group. The youngest one there was 23. The oldest one there was 50. So, I mean, very diverse in age and culture and lifestyle and conversation group of people. And I was very, very specific about making sure everybody was represented from age brackets, from race, from a lifestyle and a lot of wisdom and knowledge shared from these eight singles. And so I think the singles mansion is probably going to be the biggest thing on my YouTube channel. Awesome. So in 2019, you released your book, Debt-Free Degree. That's right. Yeah. A step-by-step -step guide to getting your kid through college without student loans. Yeah. Is this more of a book for parents, for students themselves? What are some tips that you might be able to give from the book? Yeah, yeah. So this book was actually created for the parent in mind for the teen. So 
I wrote it speaking to the parent, but the teenager can read the book. And this book was sparked because I went off to school and I didn't have the proper education to actually go about it the right way. And I honestly never finished school. And I was like, yo, I need to help people. If they're going to go through this school route, here's how you do it. And here's how you do it the right way. So it's literally the step-by-step guide on how to get your child into college and through college 100% debt-free. And I think a lot of people don't understand that the most, the number one thing to go to school without racking up debt is your school choice. Like, it bothers me, Gary, when I hear people say, oh, you got to go to my alma mater. They're forcing their kids to go to the school they went to. Or, oh, you know what? If you want to be a lawyer, you have to go to Harvard. You have to go to Princeton. And here's the thing that I tell people. I know people who went to prestigious schools, but they're not prestigious individuals. And I know people who started off at a community college, transferred to a local in-state school, graduated and became prestigious individuals, not because of the name that is on their college degree, but because of the, the wisdom, the knowledge, the mindset and the hard work they put in while they were at while they were at that particular school. And so I tell people, man, listen, the school doesn't make you. You make the school, you make the experience. I've never walked into my doctor's um, office. I've never walked into my lawyer's office and said, hey, what school did you go to? Clearly, if you're a lawyer, you passed the bar. <laughs> Clearly, if you're a doctor, you, you've passed all the tests. I really don't care. I just want to know, do you have the proper education? Did you pass all the requirements? And do, do you have a good heart? Like, are you a cool person? And I think for me, I wrote this book because I really wanted to help parents understand, listen, it's not that I don't like the high-end schools, the Harvards, the Yales, the Princetons. The best school your child can go to is do they have the education there of what your child needs? Two, can they graduate from it debt-free? The second leading crisis right now, student loans. Student loans are preventing people from being homeowners. Gary, if we really go deep, Minorities are the most impacted people when it comes to student loans. It's taking them anywhere between 20 to 25 years to pay off their student loans when the average person is taking them about, I think it's like nine to 12 years to pay off their student loans. So for me, I'm like, yo, I don't want to be with my student loans for 10 years after I graduate. That's a long time. That's a lot of interest. So I wrote the book to make sure that we could do all the hard work up front. So that way, when we graduate from college, we're moving forward and our past is not pulling us backwards. Let's talk a little bit about COVID. Yeah. It's obviously changing every single day and it, it's had a huge impact on everyone. And I'm sure you're no exception. How has the last couple of years shaped your life, your principles that you teach, and just the way that you're bringing this knowledge to people? It's shifted a lot, you know. The last two years taught me that, one, the principles that I've learned work uh, because we saw when COVID hit us and it shifted the whole world. I remember I was on the plane headed home and the plane had to pull over because COVID got that serious and they needed to clear out the room up top, wipe it all down, and we couldn't go nowhere. And then I remember being in a hotel room and then all of a sudden, the NBA shut down. And I said, this is serious. Then I started getting calls from friends. Man, I, my job just laid me off. Business is slow. Man, I don't have $1,000. I don't have $500 to get groceries. It just confirmed that the principles work. Having an emergency fund, 
having no debt. And I say this being humble. I was never scared because the only debt I had was my mortgage and I had a savings account. And I'm grateful that in my career, I was still able to produce some income. Now, a lot of my money at that time was out on the road traveling and speaking, but it made me shift and really take YouTube serious, to really take podcast serious. And if you really look at the math, man, Gary, the last two years, the majority of people who made a million dollars with their business came from online. Yeah. They came from course creations, from YouTubers, from podcasters, from online boutique stores, from, you know, your grocery stores, your Amazons, like those people profited well. And so it taught me that, hey, I don't even want to go back on the road that much. We're going to do it right here in my studio <laughs> because I'm at peace. I'm at home. I'm not traveling a lot. And as a single person, I like that because it's getting me in the condition of and the mindset of, yo, I could be at home with my family and still produce and make money for my family. And sure. so COVID taught me a whole lot that, hey, yes, the debt-free lifestyle is the move. Um, then two, how do you get creative with generating income from home? And that's what I'm doing. So, you know, the, our show is called Let's Talk Legacy. Yeah, you know, we're a national insurance company called Southwestern Legacy, and we're out there every day, our agents helping people to have that peace of mind that if anything were to happen to them, that there's a financial benefit to their beneficiaries. And our company is so about leaving a legacy, but also teaching others about, are you thinking about your legacy? Yes. So what does legacy mean to you? Mm, man, legacy means so much to me, right? Legacy is not just about, you know, am I leaving them an insurance policy, which is probably one of the top two things when it comes to legacy. It's not just about, am I leaving them money? It's one part, am I leaving them money? But am I leaving them the wisdom and knowledge to take this money and to grow the money? Yes. That is something that I'm working on now. Like, Gary, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. But even right now at 37, I've actually started a legacy journal. And everything that, all the mistakes that I've made, um, and what I've learned from them and how I've improved from them, I'm writing them down so that way I can pass that down to my kids. So that way, when I give them that insurance policy, when I pass down the wealth, I'm not just giving them money without the wisdom and knowledge to sustain and to grow the money. My prayer is that my great, great grandchildren will know my last name because of the legacy that I pass down to their parents, to their parents, parents, and to their parents, parents, parents that comes back to me. Because now it's like, yo, listen, I left them, for example, $10 million. They took that $10 million. Now they're leaving their kids $25 million. Then they're taking that $25 million and they're leaving their kids $50 million. Like, I don't want to leave my kids 10, then my kids leave their kids five. No, 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 no. It needs to go up. And, and the only way it can go up is if I pass down the wisdom and knowledge with it. Because I see a lot of people now, when I, when I study legacy, the first generation works hard to build it. The second generation tends to maintain it and lose maybe a little bit. They don't grow it massively. The third generation spends it all, loses it all. And it's all because they weren't given the wisdom and knowledge. So when I think about legacy, it's not just about the financial side of things. It's both finances and mindset. And how people are going to remember you for what you brought to the world, yes. right? It's when people think of them, man, that guy or that gal, she really made a difference in my life. So it's such a huge thing. So if someone wanted to get a hold of you to have you speak to their group, get your products, listen to your podcast, how would someone reach out to you? 
Man, very simple. Go to anthonyoneal.com um, and you'll see all of my free resources when it comes to money. You'll see some resources for single people, how to maximize your single season. You'll see my podcast, my shows, uh, my YouTube channel, my TikTok. You'll see all that stuff on there. It's simple. Go to anthonyoneal.com. Uh, you can book me. Love to come and speak to wherever. Uh, I'm doing a lot of virtual events right now. And I do get out in the road, but I would love to come. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm Gary Michaels. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Anthony, have a great day. Have a great day. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at southwesternlegacy.com. Shoot us an email via our easy contact form to find out how you can become an agent or how we can meet your needs for final expense coverage. You can find this and other episodes at letstalklegacypod.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Let's Talk Legacy is a presentation of the Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, a member of Southwestern Family of Companies.